Welcome to the AJP podcast, a podcast for pharmacists by pharmacists, where we discuss current events, relevant topics and emerging issues. I'm your host, Carly McMoore, and together with the AJP, I'm bringing you the opinions and expertise of different pharmacists to discuss their views and insights on topics relevant to pharmacists. Please like and rate each episode and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. So, hi, I'm Tom Simpson. I am National President of the Society of Hospital Pharmacists of Australia. And in my day job, I'm based down in Tasmania, heading up hospital pharmacy there. Brilliant. Um, I wanted to find out about the motivation behind the new college. We've heard some um, some stories about the new college, but I wanted to find out about the motivation and what brought it about. Yeah, look, I, look, I guess two things. One is the journey we've been on. The college is is yeah, not the end point, but it's you know it's a point along a journey that that was started you know, years before I was involved with it. Uh, SHPA has had residencies um, and advanced training residencies since 2016 and 17. We were early adopters of the advanced pharmacy practice framework at around that same time, so you know, uh, portfolio-based uh, assessments and things. And of course, specialty practice has been. Um, uh, something that SHPA has invested hugely in over the last few years. Uh, I think something like 60% of SHPA members uh, engage with specialty practice in, in some form or other. Uh, we have 33 specialty practice groups spanning every area of practice. So you take all those ingredients together and say, there's a lot of experience here in having in recognising pharmacists, the skills that they've developed and the journeys that they've had professionally. I guess the second part of the answer is, uh, I, I guess I've got a bit of a chip on my shoulder, uh, you know, around around our profession and wanting wanting to stand, you know, toe to toe, shoulder to shoulder with the other clinical disciplines. Uh, in in my my day job, I, I remember a couple of years ago sitting on an EDV panel to hire a um, specially practice pharmacist for critical care medicine, you know, an, an ICU pharmacist, uh, and. The director of the the ICU was sitting next to me and said to me, "Okay, so what what are, what are we looking for here? What are the uh, what, what do they need to be a member of? What uh, achieve what qualifications do they need to have? What college are they in?" And all I could say was, "Generalist registration with the Pharmacy Board of Australia." Uh, and I think our profession, if we want to stand, you know, shoulder to shoulder with with the other disciplines, we need to be able to answer that question. Uh, that, there, that there are specialty skills that are developed in a discipline by pharmacists all across the country. Uh, we need to recognise them, and we need we need a national language for identifying people like that. You know, if your if your child is in a neonatal intensive care unit, uh, as as one of my children was when they were born, the pharmacist you want there, calculating those those doses and rates and providing advice, you want them to be a specialty practice pharmacist who has. Uh, who's recognised for their skills and experience in neonatal medicine. So I guess all of those things have kind of driven um, driven us to where we are now with, with ANSCAP in 2023. What has been the feedback on the college? Look, uh, it's it's been pretty pretty overwhelming to, to see so many people saying, I guess particularly with the time that as healthcare workers we've been through the last few years and with pharmacy not getting perhaps the recognition it's deserved of late, uh, for people to say th- this is something that helps us be recognised for for the skills that we have uh, and the and the professional journeys we've been on. So, uh, you know, there's, there's obviously there's always going to be room for improvement in, in how we do these things too. But I think what what we've launched 
just now seems to be meeting the moment. So who might it appeal to and what makes it stand out? Uh, I'd say everyone, but I would say that, wouldn't I? I'm, I'm president of SHPA. <laughs> so who would it appeal to, I guess, is people who, who are wanting to uh, describe their career journey and the skills they've accumulated along the way. It's the person who wants to be able to stand around with their mates at a barbecue and, and when they're asked the question, so what do you do? To be able to say, well, you know, I am this. You know, I am a, a registrar in paediatric medicine at Royal Darwin Hospital, or I'm this or, or that, or I'm uh, you know, a consultant in uh, aged care uh, pharmacy. Uh, so who it appeals to is people who are looking for, for their skills to be recognised, for people who want to plan what their career journey looks like. Uh, you know, it's been a long time since I was an early career pharmacist, as you can tell. Uh, but I remember being an early career pharmacist and on day one, not knowing what my journey would look like. In, in fact, I, I just don't think collectively we had a vision for what it looked like back then. What I'd like to think it, it does now is give people an idea of, okay, day one, looking at the next 45 years of practice <laughs> ahead of me, what could my career journey uh, look like and how will I plan for that uh, and what skills will I develop? Um, have many people signed up to the college? We've, uh, it's been well over 500 so far. I don't know the, uh, the exact figures, uh, but it's been, been very well subscribed. We have the foundation program available at the moment, which is effectively a prior professional uh, experience and practice recognition pathway. So there's three pathways with ANSCAP. There's the traditional residency registrarship pathway, which is workplace-led training and development, where the workplace provides like wraparounds and supports. And those, those, those are like the residencies that, that we've had in place for, for many years. There's the independent pathway, which allows someone to um, uh, plot their course over, um, over their professional portfolio uh, and to accumulate learning experiences. And there's that foundation program because you we recognised you don't just launch something like this in 2023 and say to the entire profession, we didn't know this was coming over the last 10 years and you really should have been starting your portfolio, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, you actually have, the, the onus is on us to come up with a way then of allowing everyone to gain entry to it, uh, not, not knowing back then of what they would have had, had to do, but, but come up with a way of recognising um, where they're starting from right now because you look across the spectrum of pharmacy in this country and there are so many people who have had such an impact uh, on their on the not on their own not just on their own individual development but on the patients in their care on the teams around them on their contribution to exercise and that's that's something you've got to recognize so that's what the uh, foundation pathway is there for brilliant um how does a pharmacist transition in their area of interest once disciplines of practice are more widely accepted especially as an employment requirement mm. So look, when I first started in, in hospital pharmacy 20 years ago, um, you know, there were probably maybe 10 specialties. And of course, with ANSCAP, we now recognise around, uh, I think it's, it's 40 uh, specialty areas of practice. And that spans everything from information management through to paediatrics, critical care, oncology is a huge area, but also um, medicine supply, um, uh, aged care and geriatrics and, and community pharmacy as well. So there's a lot of areas of specialty to be recognised. Our model says that as a resident, which is you know, immediately after registration, you, are, you don't have a specialty. You're learning the foundational skills that will set your career up. 
But as you move into the resident and then consultant stages of your career, that's where we expect, where we start to see people wanting to uh, move into a specialty practice area. So those two, two components generally are within a specialty practice area. But uh, obviously, we also don't want to overlook the enormous contribution made by our generalists uh, who make up a huge amount of, of the workforce. And, you know, they're the people which you can just get to do anything and they can go to, into, into any area because they've got that rich experience. So we've got two generalist pathways uh, as well. There's a clinical generalist and a kind of um, what I call a kind of systems level generalist, which is called medicines management. People have worked in maybe a bit of education or digital health or projects or uh, leadership and management. Um, so, yeah. So what have been some of the most, uh, I guess, common questions pharmacists have asked you about the college or common questions that maybe the audience um, yeah, might gather some insights from? Oh, look, uh, I guess questions have been, you know, when when should I start the process of going through this? And, and my answer is always, well, start now. Uh, even if you're early in your in your um, career, the, the fact that we've got the foundation program open until April next year means going through that program and being recognised as a resident now means that it's much easier than to get re recognition as a registrar or a consultant uh, in in the years to come. So it's not something that I that I suggest. You know, delaying till till down the track until you think you've, you've hit that consultant mark because we want to get away from some of the elitism that might have been attached to some of the old programs we want people to actually not just aim for to, you know it's only worth it if i can get to the top we want people to experience this, this progression and development throughout their career uh, other questions are around you know how will i know what specialty i um to, to, to recognize within we have 40, there's, there's guidance on the ANSCAP website. We allow people to nominate up to two areas of specialty practice. Um, so I'm just in the one, leadership and management, but I know that there's a lot of people out there who, you know, for example, are, you know, a dispensary manager who's got leadership and management and medicine supply as their specialty practice areas that they've sought recognition. And I guess the, the final area people have uh, asked about is, what will this mean in terms of my remuneration or, or, or um, things like that? And I think that's something where, having launched this now, it's very much with an eye to over the next you know, five plus years, trying to work with states and territories and private groups around how that recognition can be can be recognised within the, the workplace uh, as well. So what are your hopes for the college? Look, I, I would love the college to, to give us a, a national interchangeable language for pharmacist skill, um, professional development and career planning uh, so that anyone can talk about the kind of practice that they do to not just another pharmacist, but to another health professional or a patient and have that person understand you know, where the pharmacist is on their, on their career professional journey. Um, so. I would like it to have meaning to each and every pharmacist and also to the patients in our care. You know, I guess I would have been very uh, would have been very happy when I when I was a parent of a child in the NICU knowing that the, that the person caring for my baby was a registrar in neonatal intensive care pharmacy or a consultant. Uh, and having that skills validation, you know, becomes kind of a public health thing. Uh, so I'd like it to be a badge of honour for the profession. I'd like it to get rid of that chip off the shoulder, <laughs> chip on the shoulder that I uh, had around our profession and recognising the specialty uh, skills we had. You know, I think it, I'd love to fast forward in a few years' time and, and, and see 
how that recognition's really taken hold and allowed us to, to stand stand proudly shoulder to shoulder with our multidisciplinary colleagues. Have there been any changes that you've had to make to the process or any challenges that pharmacists have found with, uh, with the process? <laughs> Look, um, yeah, pharmacists are good at that, aren't they? I'm sure they're... <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there there will be. Um, I'm not not across those at the moment uh, as to how we've had to adapt it. But yeah, there's certainly more. There's more that is coming. I guess in 2024, we know we've got a model that is uh, ready right now to immediately take the place of some of those existing programs, including the existing residencies uh, and advanced training residencies. Uh, there's some adaptation work that I know is coming in 2024. One of those areas is around recognising pharmacy technicians' uh, career journeys as well. So we don't want the college to just be for the pharmacy pharmacist half of the pharmacy workforce. It's got to be there for the whole workforce so that we can all understand each other's skills and journeys. And that's something that's still being built uh, as we speak. Oh. So any other insights into any other developments for 2024 for the college? Uh, just just watch, watch this space. There'll, there'll be um, a lot of great things to come. Uh, the portfolio builder, that we, which which powers the um, the, the ANSCAP uh, portal, is is uh, kind of uh, gaining in in complexity, kind of day by day, in terms of what it can do for people, uh, and being able to export their own custom portfolios and use them for their career planning and, and development. Uh, it's a really it's really exciting to have the kind of this really smart technology platform underpin it that's so beautifully easy to use. Uh, you know, I'm a bit of a bit of a gadget nerd, as you, you've possibly heard. I, I like tech that just works. And so be, seeing this thing that you can just log on to an e and, and you know, easily say, I've just done a, a journal club presentation and the system can then map that against the Australian competency standards that you will have, achieved, have ticked off by doing that and see it so smart and smooth. I love, but I know there's, there's a whole lot more cool, cool stuff that's coming. And I guess one side question, because you've mentioned uh, community pharmacy, hospital pharmacy, is it for all pharmacists or mostly for hospital? Look, um, we, I, I see those distinctions as being less meaningful than, than they perhaps once used to be. So no, this has been built for the entire, for the entire profession, because the entire profession is providing uh, patient care services. Uh, that ANSCAP uh, can recognise and in which the public wants to, to understand our, our skill. And we want to be able to talk to each other about. So whether you're, it's, whether you're dispensing in a community pharmacy, in a hospital pharmacy or some other setting, whether you're uh, practising uh, you know, patient reviews and medication histories in a GP practice or an aged care setting or a hospital setting, the setting is actually the least important component of the skills that are being applied there. So it really is a skills recognition pathway, you know, for 35,000 pharmacists, not, not just the 7,000 hospital pharmacists. Can you tell us a little bit about the technician pathways? Look, they're still being, uh, still being um, built, but I think it's recognising that journey that people go on of being you know, a technician in training, just like a pharmacy intern, to being you know, a technician who is applying uh, their skills daily in patient care to more advanced roles or, or leadership roles. Um, I, I think for scope of practice to advance for the profession, it's got to be across the entire profession, not just the pharmacist component, but the pharmacy technician component as well. 
You can't just advance and have autonomous prescribing or, or other scope of practice changes for the pharmacists without recognising that we also need to, to lift the tide uh, for every practitioner. And so I think right now a recognition pathway that allows us to measure, measure, measure and support the development of our pharmacy technicians as well will be absolutely crucial to unlocking what we do with pharmacists' scope of practice in 2024 and beyond. Another question, I guess um, it's locally and nationally recognised, I guess is there hope for it to be internationally uh, recognised? This is a, a beautiful question. So a couple of uh, months ago, I, I was in uh, New Zealand uh, and we and signed a memorandum of understanding there with the NZHPA, uh, SHPA's uh, I guess, sister organisation in, in New Zealand, for, for just that purpose to say, well, actually, there's a lot of movement of pharmacy pharmacists between, uh, between the countries across the continent. Uh, and we don't just want this to be an Australia-only uh, recognition pathway. There was a beautiful symmetry there when I was over there um, to meet my, my counterpart, Sean Dawson, uh, who is president of the NZHPA. Um, I met while I was at her hospital uh, one of the pharmacists that I'd trained as an intern uh, several years before that. So it was a beautiful kind of visible reminder that yeah, we are a mobile workforce. We do work across the continent and, and, and beyond. So uh, what that also means from an ANSCAP point of view is that the portfolio builder for our New Zealand colleagues actually uses the New Zealand pharmacist competency standards automatically. And that's what all the learning activities are mapped to rather than the Australian ones, which is quite nifty. Very nice. Um, are there any comments you have about the college that I haven't asked you about? No, I think, look, we're... Fairly, yeah, very happy with with where it's going and, and the impact that it's having. And uh, you know, just even as a pharmacist, you know, as someone who's been who's participated in this, but also has watched on, I'm kind of excited for where this can take us uh, as a as a profession and the, the recognition that we can have uh, out there with our, with our clinical disciplines. It really excites me. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the AJP podcast. If you have any thoughts, comments or suggestions about this episode, please visit the AJP website forum at ajp.com.au and join the conversation. If you have any suggestions for future topics or would like to participate in the podcast, please follow us on Twitter at AJP podcast and send us a message.